0: It's time to play like a Jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a Jet, what does that mean? Got to be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone got it, breaking away, Garrett Wilson, Wilson a big play downfield, Wilson's still going along the sideline, he's not going to go down, Allen, tripped up, he could not get past Jermaine Johnson, oh look at the speed of Brees Hall, he's done it again, Brees lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn and Williams, what a beast, number 95. The jets. Listen, thank
1: you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet One. And it's time to answer your mailbag questions with our friend who's the editor over at the Jet Press, Mr. Justin Freed Justin, let's start the mailbag answering a question from Michael Backus, who says, do the Jets go veteran quarterback or draft a quarterback like Anthony Richardson in the first round? I'd be very surprised if the Jets picked a quarterback in the first round for a couple of reasons. First of all, if they keep Zach Wilson, I can't imagine having him and then drafting another quarterback on top of it. They're not going to want to rely on a young quarterback who's going to have to develop and may not be ready to play right away. And in Anthony Richardson's case, What everybody will tell you is that he has all the physical tools to be a good NFL quarterback, but it's going to take some time. I don't know that that's something that the Jets can do, at least not as a 2023 starter. And I also don't think they're going to use a top 10 to 15 pick on a guy that can't help them right away because they do have a win now roster. They just need to add a quarterback to it. So I think they're going to try and go veteran. Having said that, Justin, you and I were talking about this before, and we're going to have a lot of conversations over the next couple of months until the Jets figure out what they're going to do a quarterback about how this can go. But this is really the way I see it. The pipe dream guys are not coming here. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be here. The Jets are not going to get Lamar Jackson. Tom Brady is not going to come here, even though a lot of Jets fans tell me they would stop watching the Jets if Tom Brady came here. I would be all for it, because I think Tom Brady could help the Jets win. If you want to hold a grudge, that's fine. We'll just disagree on that. And then there are a couple other guys that could potentially be available, but I don't think they will, because I think push comes to shove. They'll get franchise tagged. Jared Goff, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones. Maybe Ryan Tannehill gets released. Maybe. Maybe. But he's 35, he's coming off a major injury, I just don't know what he has left at this point. And then you look at the two guys that the Jets could potentially get that are good enough to be legitimate starters and actually make the Jets a playoff team, Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. The issue, of course, with Jimmy Garoppolo is that he's missed 40% of his games over the last five years. He's had major injuries in three of the last five seasons. And if you bring him in here, he could be hurt week one. You just never know. But there's a very high probability of an injury with Jimmy Garoppolo. Derek Carr, to me, is the obvious choice if you can get him because he's a top 12 to 15 quarterback, has been for about a decade. And on top of that... He doesn't miss games. He plays full seasons. If they can't get Carr, though, they may have to just bite the bullet, get Garoppolo, and hope for the best. But like I was telling you before we started recording, Justin, one possibility that I kind of like, and he's not an established quarterback, and you'd be rolling the dice on him as well, but if you can't get Carr, Garoppolo, and those other guys aren't available, you're going to have to try and get creative with this in some way. I would call the Packers, and I would say, look... Aaron Rodgers is clearly not going anywhere He's going to play for the next two years By the time he's done Jordan Love's rookie contract will be over What do you say we sit down and talk about a deal For Jordan Love And then I would bring him in And then maybe have him battle with another veteran And in this case I would have Jordan Love As the presumed starter He hasn't proven anything no question about it But You've seen his upside. He's flashed, especially this year when he played in the second half of that game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Look really good. He spent three years learning in that LaFleur offense, sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. You know he's got the athleticism. And to me, he's much more ready to play now after learning for three years than any rookie you would pick in the draft. You know none of the veterans, other than the guys that I mentioned, are good enough for the Jets to be able to make the playoffs. So not getting to the playoffs with Jacoby Brissett or Gardner Minshew or Mike White or somebody like that. So I would rather take a swing on somebody like Jordan Love and hope it turns out for the best than end up trading that 49ers package, something like two firsts and a third, to move all the way up to draft a quarterback that A, you don't know is going to be good, and B, even if he is, is going to probably take a year or two, like we just said with Anthony Richardson, to really... Begin to play at a high level. Yeah, there's always a Joe Burrow or a Justin Herbert or somebody like that, but more often than not, it takes a guy time. So that's how I would do it. Assuming that those guys that I said are pipe dreams are not available. You go all in to try to get Carr. If that doesn't work, you go to get Garoppolo. If that doesn't work, you go and trade for Jordan Love. And honestly, Justin, even if I got Garoppolo, I'd probably try to trade for Jordan Love anyway because he's still fairly inexpensive for the next two years, and he's only 24 years old. So if you bring in Garoppolo... A, you know that Love knows the offense, and he's young and has upside, and B, if Garoppolo gets hurt, he's a guy that you can put right in there. So I actually think Jordan Love is an intriguing possibility. He's not my first choice. I think Derek Carr would be the guy that you go after without question, but if you can't get Carr, you can't get Garoppolo. Jordan Love, to me, is the guy that would make the most sense as far as taking a risk
0: yeah there's a sense of urgency with this jets regime right now joe douglas knows it. robert Sala knows it they know that they need to compete and make the playoffs in 2023 Mm -hmm. and if they don't their jobs are on the line that alone is why i find it just incredibly hard to believe that they would draft the quarterback uh you know in the first round or really anywhere where they expect that guy to play a significant role this season this or i should say next season uh, if they are the only way that they would ever draft the quarterback in the first round is if they are beyond confident that whoever they're drafting is going to start year one and contribute at a high level. And I don't think that there's any scenario where they're going to be that confident. So, you know, as much as Jets fans might not want to go the veteran quarterback route and they don't want to settle for mediocre or above average, they want to get their own Josh Allen, their own Patrick Mahomes. It's not going to happen this off season. you know, unless you land a pipe dream like a Lamar Jackson, right? It's just, it's not going to happen this off season. They're going to do everything they can to fix that quarterback position and fix it quickly, and fix it with somebody who is a significant upgrade over what they have right now. Um, and that's not a guy like Gardner Minshew. That's not going to be a Jacoby Brissett. They're going to get somebody who is a proven starter, who is at least an average starter. Then that really limits your options to Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo, unless you are making you're going out and trading for a Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers. You're signing Tom Brady, right? Like, unless you're doing the 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 unlikely scenarios, right? It's really just kind of Garoppolo and Carr that that make the most sense. Because like you mm-hmm. mentioned, Geno Smith's probably getting franchise tag. Daniel Jones, he's not going anywhere. I don't think Jared Goff's going anywhere either. And unless, unless one of these teams does end up trading for Lamar Jackson, then you have a whole new situation, right? Say the Giants trade for Lamar Jackson. Now Daniel Jones, he might be on the market. He might have been sent back to Baltimore. Who knows what happens there, right? But... Right now, realistically, you're looking at two guys and it's Carr and Garoppolo that are like your true, realistic, significant upgrades. Um, I'm definitely with you. I'm on the Derek Carr train. I think he's also significantly better than Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's proven to be a lot more durable. But either way, they're going to bring in somebody that they think can take them to the playoffs in 2023,
1: and that's not going to be a rookie.
0: Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
1: From David, he asks, which players can the Jets cut and or restructure to help fit an expensive veteran quarterback under the cap, and also make necessary changes in free agency? Also, do you think that with this roster as currently constructed, the Jets would make the playoffs with Derek Carr? So let's start with the second part of that question. Yes, I do think the Jets would make the playoffs with Derek Carr. They almost made the playoffs with Mike White, Joe Flacco, and Zach Wilson and going to have a last-place schedule, so that will help next year as well. I do think they can make the playoffs with Derek Carr. As far as the other part of the question, players that the Jets can cut or restructure, there's a whole bunch of them. I would imagine Lakin Tomlinson's going to have to restructure. He's due to count $17 million on the cap next year. He hasn't played anywhere near justifying that salary. Corey Davis may wind up getting cut or restructured. That's another $12 million. So right there, you're talking about $30 million. And then after that, Connor McGovern, I'm sure they'll try to re-sign him. We'll see. But he comes off the cap, and that's 8 or $9 million. Maybe they replace him with a cheaper alternative or even a rookie that they draft. You look on the defensive side of the ball, and there's plenty of candidates there. First of all, LaMarcus Joyner's gone. He's inexpensive, so that doesn't really matter. But His running mate at safety, Jordan Whitehead Has been a massive disappointment I would imagine that he could get cut or restructured Because he's making more money Than he's worth, clearly C.J. Mosley, a prime candidate To get restructured as well Because he's not worth anywhere near The $17 million that he's due If the Jets bring back Sheldon Rankins I would think that it's probably going to be For less money So you see what I'm getting at here There are plenty of guys that could be cut or restructured To free up money to get a veteran quarterback Quarterback and still make some improvements. And there are plenty of other ways that they can do this too. They can do voidable years and different salary cap tricks. So I think they'll be fine. I don't expect them, besides quarterback, to look to make a huge splash in free agency. I think they'll try to fill most of the key holes in the draft other than quarterback, but they will make some additions. I would expect at least one linebacker, at least one safety, and I would think an addition or two on the offensive line. I do think that the bulk of the key moves will be in the draft as far as guys that have the real upside, but they are going to make moves this offseason and they will find ways between the cuts and the restructures.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, for the first part of that question, or I guess the second part, uh, yeah, the Jets make the playoffs if they have Derek Carr, or at least you could assume they would. Um, they had the worst quarterback play in the NFL this year, statistically. And Derek Carr is at worst an average quarterback. So you figured that they would have won one or two more games if they had Derek Carr. Uh, and it's the same thing, you know, if they have him next year, as long as this roster plays relatively the same, you would think they would make the playoffs. Um, as far as, you know, any kind of players they can cut or restructure, I will say this first. With restructures, I, I know people kind of just throw that word out there around a lot. Uh Restructures are like they're they're a great way to get around the cap, but they do cause future problems. Like they've already restructured CJ Mosley's contract, net cut his uh cap hit this year down to something that was very reasonable, but it pushed a lot of money into the future. So for him specifically, I think it'd be very difficult to restructure him because they kind of already did it. Uh, and if they did, that would just be pushing even more money later into the deal, uh, and just into future years. Now, Joe Douglas has really kind of shown a hesitancy to do that that was the first time he really restructured a contract other than what they did with jamison crowder um but i do think with that sense of urgency that he'll be more willing to restructure contracts whether that's someone like lakin tomlinson or uh cory davis because douglas again like we said doctor like we talked about before he knows that the jets pretty much need to make the playoffs next year or else he might be gone so i don't think he's going to be as concerned about pushing dead money into future years if he doesn't know he's going to be around for those future years um so we could see that happen i would be surprised if specifically honestly i'd be surprised if carl lawson came back on his current deal he's making 15 million this year they can literally pretty much caught him for free uh there's a less than 500 thousand dollar dead cap i don't know if they outright cut him and release him although they could uh but they totally could try and restructure his deal in some way to get that cap in down because and it sucks um because you know the injury and everything but he's just he's not playing like a 15 million dollar edge rusher uh nor is lakin tomlinson pay, playing like a 17 million dollar offensive guard not at all so they could totally restructure that uh, I, I would probably like to see them save around $5 million by cutting Braxton Berrios. He's not worth that money, and I think you can kind of replace what he gives them uh, for cheaper. Uh, Jordan Whitehead, like you mentioned, you know, a lot of the same guys that you already talked about. Um, Corey Davis is another guy they can pretty much cut for free. If they were to, to to cut Corey Davis, it would be less than one million in dead cap. That doesn't mean they will cut him, but I do think that they might try and you know maybe Jamison Crowder his contract get that cap figure down. Uh, another one is like Dwayne Brown. Maybe he retires. There's ways around the cap. The Jets will have enough cap space to make whatever quarterback move that they want to. They will absolutely make it work. Uh, some will be more painful than others, but they they can make it happen.
1: Next question comes in from Tom. He asks, what do you think Michael Clemens would have done if one of the Jets quarterbacks had been concussed and Kayvon Thibodeau was laying there making snow angels? (laughs) I wouldn't want to get Michael Clemens to the point where he's going to charge the field and try to hurt me. I did actually talk about this on Twitter, though, and Jeff Saturday hinted at this in his press conference, but Nick Foles was laying there convulsing and Kayvon Thibodeau is laying there making snow angels. And when he was asked about this, Thibodeau didn't even apologize for what he did. He basically said he's a savage who's supposed to go after quarterbacks. He does hope Foles is okay, but he didn't think he did anything wrong with the Snow Angels. And Jeff Saturday had said that the actions were trash and basically that he thought his offensive linemen should have taken matters into their own hands, which is what you were talking about with Michael Clemens. And I will say this. Kayvon Thibodeau is very, very lucky that Jeff Saturday was on the sidelines as a coach and not in that game as an active offensive lineman because if he was, he would have taken matters into his own hands and Kayvon Thibodeau would have been in the hospital right next to Nick Foles. Trust me on that. And if you don't believe that, go ahead and read about Jeff Saturday and what a badass he is. He was a champion wrestler One of the baddest dudes to ever play in the NFL. And there's no way that Kayvon Thibodeau or anybody else would want to get Jeff Saturday angry enough to want to take matters into his own hands. I will say this, though, Justin, among other things, this might be part of what people were talking about before the draft when they said that there are some character concerns with Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, I, well, first, I think you kind
0: of danced around the question. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what Michael <laughs> would have done. He would have ran onto the field. He would have piled drive. Uh, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. He's going to pick him up. He's going to power bomb him. Chokeslam. <laughs> no, okay. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: um, no, I mean, yeah, you're, you're. I mean, you're right. Uh, I do think that. Like, I don't want to sound like an old fogey here. Right? I don't want to to be the guy that's you know policing celebrations, but I do think that it's. Probably not a great look to be doing that next to a guy who, like you said, is convulsing on the ground. Listen, Um, Justin,
1: I'm all for sack dances and celebrating a touchdown and even the stuff that Joe Horn used to do, pulling his cell phone out and pretending to call somebody. That stuff's all in good fun. But when you're making snow angels and the quarterback next to you is screaming and convulsing, that crosses a major line. And that's why Jeff Saturday was so upset about it.
0: Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. And then even like, even if what, you know, what he's claiming is that he didn't realize that Nick Foles was injured. He then went on the sideline and made like the sleeping thing, right? Where he mm. with his face. So I, I don't fully buy that. I think that he knows that he at least hurt the quarterback, whether he injured Nick Foles or not, whether he knew the extent of it, that's up for debate, but he clearly knew he hurt him. It's whatever. I still really liked him coming out of college. I was, you know, torn between him and Sauce Gardner. I think that the Jets made the right choice in hindsight. Uh, not that Kayvon Thibodeau is not a great player, and I think he's going to be a very, very good player, but yeah, I think that maybe that part, that could have been, you know, some of the, the character concerns. That's that's who Kayvon Thibodeau is. If you watch him in college and you listen to him in interviews, This is who he was like when he uh, when they asked him about this and, you know, he was like, who's Jeff Saturday? I don't even know who Jeff Saturday is. Right. Mm -hmm. That's that's who he is. That's just kind of who he is as a person. That's who his character is. It's what it is. And I think you kind of see that in like someone like Jalen Ramsey, where if they're talking trash and they could back it up on the field, you know, it's it doesn't really matter as much. But when they're talking trash and they don't they don't end up backing it up, then stuff might, you know, might go wrong. People might turn on them. It, it, it's what it is. Um, but I guess to just kind of finish it off. Yeah. I, I think Michael Clemens, if he was on that field, wouldn't have, have taken too kindly to, uh, to Kayvon Thibodeau doing that and I'm not sure Kayvon Thibodeau would have been able to get through that that as many snow angels as he did
1: there's also a big difference between talking trash as a normal matter and talking trash about a quarterback who's laying there convulsing again I think that crosses a line and he's going to do something like that one time and somebody like Jeff Saturday is going to be on the field and is going to hurt him and he is going to deserve it so if I were him I would probably take a look at my actions, and if I were Brian Dable and Wink Martindale, I might pull him aside and be like, look, Kayvon, we appreciate the passion. We love that you're a maniac who wants to get to the quarterback, but there are lines you can't cross here for your own good in addition to it just being classless, and that's what I would tell him because, like I said, if Jeff Saturday had been on the field as a player... Go read up about what a badass Jeff Saturday is. I have zero doubt that he would have destroyed Kayvon Thibodeau and sent him to the hospital to be laying in a bed right next to Nick Foles, and that's something that he really should consider, in addition to the fact that, like I said, it was just straight-up classless. Next question comes in from Richie C. He asks, Do you think the Jets actually did try to develop Zach Wilson appropriately? They tried to build up the offensive line in the running game so it would not all fall on him. Plus, they have a really good defense, which masks some of his deficiencies, yet they get killed for where he has ended up. I do think they tried. Obviously, in the offseason, they tried to get Tyreek Hill. They tried to get Debo Samuel. That didn't work out, but they did get Garrett Wilson with the 10th overall pick, and he was awesome this year. He may very well still win Offensive Rookie of the Year. They tried to make upgrades on the offensive line. They did have some bad luck, though, unfortunately. Lakin Tomlinson, who was a Pro Bowler a year ago, ended up not playing anywhere near what they were expecting from him. Elijah Vera Tucker, who was the blue chip player that they got in the first round last year, he ends up getting hurt. Makai Becton, the blue chipper that they got in the first round in 2020, he ends up getting hurt. They drafted Brees Hall, who carried the offense for the early part of the season, and that was the strategy. Lean on Brees Hall, To touch the ball 20 times a game, take the heat off of Zach Wilson or whoever the quarterback is, and rely on your defense to hold the opposing team to a reasonable point total. And like I said, it was working. But then, of course, Brees Hall got hurt. So I do think the Jets did a fairly good job of building up the roster around Zach Wilson on paper. But then, of course, the injuries hit. The big question with Zach Wilson here is why did it go wrong? Was it entirely because of Zach Wilson? Is it something that the coaching staff failed to look at and fix? Is it a combination of both? What could have been done differently? What can be done in the future if they keep Zach Wilson and continue to try to develop him? Those are all the questions. But as far as building up the roster around Wilson, I thought, especially considering where this roster was last year, they did a fairly good job in one offseason season. But unfortunately, they had a combination of bad luck and injuries, and then Zach Wilson got the yips and it just went out of control. So the question is more about what they did with the development and less about the roster that they built up around him. Yeah.
0: As always with quarterback development, whether a quarterback fails or succeeds, there's a myriad of reasons why that happens. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just. Roster, it's not just the player, it's not just coaching, it's everything. Everything goes into it, and it's oftentimes impossible to pinpoint exactly what did it, what made this player fail, or what made this player succeed. But I think with Zach Wilson, it's a very different situation than with Sam Darnold or with Geno Smith. I think that Zach Wilson's had a very good situation for a first and second year quarterback for the most part. A lot of times, when you see a quarterback get drafted, especially second overall they're not put in a position to succeed early on. And I think last year, you can absolutely make that excuse with Zach Wilson. I think this year... He's had a certainly good enough roster around him uh, to succeed, right? Or to at least not be the worst quarterback in the NFL for consecutive seasons. He's on, like, his numbers are comparable to Jamarcus Russell. His numbers are comparable to some of the worst, biggest busts in NFL history. And those guys, a lot of them, had significantly worse supporting cast than Zach Wilson has had. Part of it, absolutely, is is the team around him has kind of gotten... They've they, they've suffered some injuries, right? Offensive tackle. They've they've had five or six guys on IR this year. They lost Brees Hall. They they lost Elijah Bear Tucker. Uh, there's been injuries there, but at the same time, it's not a, nearly enough to to justify how poorly Zach Wilson has played. So much of it with him is just mental. Like I I I, I truly mm. believe it's just it's a mental thing. Uh, like you said, it's the yips, whatever you want to call it. He's broken. Like he's mentally broken right now. Uh, and the Jets, they've been saying it at every chance they get is that he just needs an off season to completely clear his mind, to reset everything. It was never going to happen mid season. He was never gonna be able to reset himself midseason. The only chance he has at success is to completely reset, start from scratch. Uh, obviously, the Jets don't have the luxury of waiting around for him to hopefully figure it out. So they're not going to be relying on him. And I don't think any team would unless he were to show something and he, when, whenever if he ever gets another opportunity. Um, but you know, as far as his development, the Jets did pretty much everything you can from a roster building standpoint this offseason to make his life better. Uh, they had some injuries, obviously offensive tackle. Then they brought in Dwayne Brown. Uh, they signed Lake and Tomlinson in free agency, who has obviously not lived up to his contract, but they made the effort there. Uh, they tried to make a big addition to wide receiver. And when they struck out, they drafted Garrett Wilson, who's in a thousand, a thousand yard receiver as a rookie, despite playing with horrible quarterbacks. Uh, and then they, of course, drafted Brees Hall. They brought in two good tight ends. They made a lot of additions on the offensive side of the ball to make his life better. That doesn't mean it's been perfect, and I think the coaching staff is a good indicator of that. Uh, I, I do. I would have liked this, and we talked about this in the last episode. That it would have, would have been great to bring in um, somebody who had a little bit more experience than a Rob Calabrese, um, you know, to fill that Greg Knapp role. They had the opportunity to do it this offseason, and they didn't, and they passed on it. But if you're kind of nitpicking like that, you're really already you're you're losing the battle, right? I think that Zach Wilson, his failures are predominantly on Zach Wilson. And it sucks to say that, but it's true. I think the roster around him is good. Um, his failures are just mostly, from what we can see, a result of just him, his own mental issues that he's going through, his own struggles on the field. That's why Zach Wilson has failed. I think the Jets have done a good enough job, a a better job than a lot of teams that have the second overall pick um do by their second year, you know, or do by the time that their quarterback is in his second year. So I, I would definitely place more of the blame on Zach Wilson than, than the Jets.
1: That's going to wrap up the mailbag. Justin, thanks so much for joining me. Really appreciate it. Make sure you check out everything Justin's doing over at the Jet Press and follow him on Twitter at Justin T. Freed and at the Jet Press. Check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Some great statistical work by Haley English up at playlikeajet.com. And we've got some awesome all 22 breakdowns on our YouTube channel, a playlikeajet. So watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, teepublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers Quentin Williams Bless You Thank You shirt, the Play like a jet logo shirt caps mugs hoodies it's all there tpublic.com that's tee and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcast and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital play like a jet.com